Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for bringing us together once more to fellowship with you and with one another. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. As we go through your word today, using John as an example, help us to understand you and change our life from today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you for coming to church today. I must thank the church council, the venerable in his absence, Reverend O.K.K., Reverend Adia, God that is here. I thank you. I know what it means to select somebody to sit on the pulpit. Praise God. We still remain the team. Let us be the light of the world. Since we started this for May, almost half of the month, half of the year, you should ask yourself a pertinent question. Have I been the light where I am? Today, we are going to use John as an example. He said what? You as John. So you place yourself in the place. You as John. A burning and a shining light. As a teacher, I have some outlines. We look at the CV of John. We look at burning. We look as John shined. We see John as an influencer. We look at John's activities. And what John, what actually made this John great. And finally, we look at what John fought when he was in the world. What I may describe as beloved sin. There's something that is called a beloved sin. That's what John fought. And that's what led to his being beheaded. Praise God. John, as some people call it, as John the Baptist, was actually a cousin to Jesus Christ. And had a very short ministry that lasted for one or one and a half years. He didn't stay in this world. His ministry did not last for too long. Because he had a purpose, and as soon as that purpose was fulfilled, his life was taken. He lived, when we talk about burning, when something is burning, he's sacrificing himself. Is it not true? There's no way you put a candle, and after the candle must have finished burning, the candle will no longer be there. Is it not true? So that's exactly what John did to himself. He relocated himself to the wilderness in order to burn. Then, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 4, we may not really read these scriptures, but you can keep it because we have word evangelism and all that. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 4, we realize that John's dress, his dressing was very bizarre. It was a camel's hair and a leather around his waist. Those camel hair were actually a discomforting thing for him, and draw, it was not really the way I have this my dress. This is a bad dress. It's a different thing altogether. But his own was a camel's hair, and a leather around his waist. And his diet was also very, very... It was a strange diet. It has a locust and what? Wild honey. So he desired, he, he made himself in such a way that he moved away from all the delicacies and those things that make us think in this life. He turned his face, his life, everything away from it in order to focus on why he was called to minister. Believers are able and required to reflect the glory of God in the dark world of sin. John, Jesus also testified that John was neither eating nor what? Drinking. Was neither eating nor drinking. There was a patient that had some diabetes, I mean had some problems. I told him to stop taking minerals. He, she agreed. After some time, there was a knock on my door. He opened the door and told me, Doctor, cook na tokwa no 
That was actually, and then you left. So self-discipline is very critical, both in our spiritual and in our secular life. You must subject yourself to discipline and suffering. You cannot progress both spiritually and doing what? And secularly without really self-discipline. But looking at John's CV was I never understood. He never had any qualification. No education. Had no education at all. Has no money. Has no single thing left for him. Has no plot. Has no empty land. Nothing. Has no connection in the high places. There was a time we went to bury one professor. And as we wore our clothes and we were going, one man, one person, one I think the guy must have taken a drink. certificate was actually not a pleasant thing when I had it, but when I went home I really reflected on it closely. And I realized that all the certificates I have that as soon as I drop dead, it becomes useless. That was what the man, even though he took drinks, but he made a point. Because there was a time I felt, if there's any fire in my house, where do you think my mind went? No, usually goes. It's really not in the money as an academic. It's where my certificate is. certificate is who is in the academics. I'm telling you the truth. The way ego se adonu, certificate se those who are in academics and citations. And it's true. So sometimes people have something that is actually dear to them very well. Very, very dear. What is dear to us is usually certificates, citations, Google Scholar and all that. That's what worries us a lot. Not necessarily the money. And the doctors and those in the academics that are here know very well that that is their headache. Once, you are, once your junior is promoted to you, you must bow to your junior. Somebody who we are teaching tomorrow will now call him prof. And he passes. And if there's anything that is being decided in the university, he's already your senior, no matter what it is. So but John has no single of these qualifications, and he was not pursuing any of them. Yet he shined and forgot the world entirely. The other one is shining. How did John shine? So when we talk about burning, we are talking about something you must do for yourself. Something you do for yourself when we talk about burning. So how do we as Christians learn from John? Do you spend your time in fasting and in prayers? It's wrong for you to have eaten food three times a day from January to December. Without finding time for you. Every day, a Christian that is really very serious brings out the time for quiet time, at least around 30 minutes or less or more, or less than 15 minutes. But you must bring us every day to really look into the word of God and pray. Praise God. What is the platform? Where did this John stand and was shining? We all have places where we stay. John's place was where? In the wilderness, in a very small corner. Don't think that place you are is not significant. Initially, before I, what, we, what I eventually heard about Christians in the early 80s was these members of the Scripture Union. If any of them is a porter in your office, he will just be sweeping and singing, which we see at Allah. But do you understand? Even if you, had, you, you, you dread them, do you understand? You dread them. Because if there's anything you do that time, they will just point it at. Their mere presence, they don't talk to you, their mere presence is enough. I had a, a principal, they were discussing about a principal in one school, 
I won't tell you where. They now say that, look, that principal in a federal government college, that they have tried as much as possible to remove that lady. That when you go to the office, you see a Bible he kept by the side with so many colors there. That describes somebody who is very serious. That the only way they can help is to go to Abuja and remove her. So she was just what? A stumbling block to all activities that are going on, all illicit activities. But you know what happens with John? In spite of these hard knocks in his ministries, his ministry was well attended. Is it not true? The Bible recorded that all Judea, all Jerusalem, all the, they all crowded to him. In spite of the fact that he was in the wilderness, he was doing, and then he was giving them what? Hard knocks. His preaching was active. You see that in Matthew chapter 3, verse 5. Jerusalem and all Judea and all Jordan visited him. But let's read John chapter 10, verse 41. That this John himself, something he didn't do that actually attracts us a lot. Well, I think... The Bible recorded in that John chapter 10, verse 41, that even though John, people were attracted to John, they were not attracted to John because of his miracles. John did not perform even a single miracle. He was not eloquent. He was nothing. But because of the way he was shining from the wilderness, that people took care to him. So don't wait for anything extraordinary in your life to make you to shine. Because you may be saying, ah, where I am, I cannot shine, cannot do anything where I am, I can't perform miracle, I can't raise the dead, there's nothing, I don't have anything. John is teaching us today from his, from his life that you can shine from everywhere you are. Praise God. And then what do he do? He directed people to Christ. Shine by his lifestyle and by his word. Conversations and preaching. Don't need anything. What you just need is a consistent Christian life to shine. You don't need any extra body. You don't need more education. You don't need to go to school. You don't need to do anything. You don't need even to perform miracle. What people are looking for is consistent Christian life. They are watching you. Everybody in this life now, if you now say, "Are you born again?" What would they tell you? They are. Yes. I attend church. We look at the activities of that particular person. It will just change you whether the person is talking. So what you repeat is that I will live consistently by my principles. To live consistently by what? Your principles and what you believe in. His office and ministry, we have nothing to worry about. It's more of John's honor than his personal endowments and qualifications. So John shined and John burned. Burning was a sacrificial life John lived. Are you ready to live that type of sacrificial life? God will help you to do so in Jesus' name. Are you ready to shine in their small corner? Stop waiting for something big to happen to you. Stop waiting for something to acquire anything. Don't, stop waiting for miracles. Start shining from today, wherever you are located, in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. So we should let the beauty of Jesus do what? Be seen in us. All his wondrous compassions and what? Purity. So that every time we are moving around, as people see you, they see what? Jesus in you. Praise God. We move over to John as an influencer. Who are those people that actually visited and saw John? Can somebody get us Matthew chapter 11 from verse 7 to 11? As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft garments Soft clothings are in the king's palace, in the king's house. 
But what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is him who is whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven, is greater than he. Praise God. Hallelujah. Another person gets Mark chapter 6 verse 20. Here, Jesus cited John. Jesus himself quoted John and exclaimed the life of John. When somebody, and when somebody speaks, the authority of that person is more important, who that person is. Jesus Christ as Lord cited John and I'm pleased with this his life, life account. That's why he spent that from verse 7 to 11. He even said that among all people born of a woman, none is what greater than John the Baptist. And I asked why. How many of us have seen the heaven open? Did John see the heaven open? Have you seen the heaven open? Have you ever seen the Holy Spirit descend? So you should also understand when Jesus makes a point. Mark chapter 6 verse 20. Let's know another person who also John had an influence on. Mark chapter 6 verse 20. Man. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Praise God. John, as an influencer, as a shining light, was seen by Jesus Christ, and the next person that saw him was Herod. And Herod was the king. The Bible said that knowing him as what? As a righteous and as a holy man. Ask yourself, even the local government chairman, does he know you as a righteous and as a holy man? His influence was so much, in spite of the fact that he was located in the wilderness, that even the king was able to do what? To recognize and know him. How does his message, I'm thinking yesterday, how does his message in the wilderness got to the king? He must have been close to that king, as we may see subsequently in our descriptions, that he was unable to talk to him in the language he will understand. Praise God. So, priests, Sadducees, religious leaders, politicians, commoners, prostitutes, kings, and heretics. John was actually a rugged evangelist. Very rugged. He was a rugged evangelist, and that's why the Bible is telling, I mean, the church is telling us today, that John is an example to do what? To follow. John is what? An example to do what? To follow. Let us shine in such a way that even your boss, somebody supervising you, doing anything with you, must first of all recognize you as a Christian. When we throw our, our mind back to Joseph in the land of Egypt, did Joseph preach there? Recall, did Joseph preach there? Was he attending anything? So why did... Let's look at Genesis chapter 39 from 3 to 6. You see how human life, your lifestyle... We have always been preaching and talking. But your lifestyle is critical. Sometimes there are what we call in communication non-verbal cues. Non-verbal communication. It is more important than anything. Somebody may be saying you are a good person, and when you turn back, you see the person doing something like this. So what has he done? He didn't talk, but he just did like this. So these are what? Who has that Genesis chapter 39 from verse 3 to 6? Genesis 39 from verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. 
and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a godly, goodly person and well favored. Praise God. When you look at life of this, life and our own life as Christians, as we may see subsequently when we talk about our beloved sin, we find that people are more inclined to believe you when you behave. The way you behave, even at home, your children will learn it. The way you shine is more important than what you say. Once what you are saying is not consistent the way you are behaving, people will throw you out. Is it not true? They will throw you out. You know you are wasting their time because what you are now trying to tell them is something you cannot do. So you have given them a possibility that this thing is impossible to do by your behavior. But the way you are talking is different from the way you are behaving. So all these activities we go into are very, very important for our building up. But we cannot continue building up when it cannot be reflected in our behaviors. It makes no sense. Joseph was trained for a little while before he was sold to Egypt. They see how Pharaoh, who was a king, was able to recognize him, was able to put everything in his house to his care, except even the food he eats. Is it not, is it not what should happen to us as Christians? As soon as you move into any organization where you are, in school where you are, and I ask myself, where I'm working in the teaching hospital, can the CMD say of the same thing of me? Can my head of department say the same thing of me? The way I attend to patients, the way I come to work, the way I behave, the way I operate in the theater, can they of the same thing say the same thing of me? How about you? This is very critical. Because you may not tell the CMD or whoever is your boss be born again. But the way you behave will continue to be a reproach to him. Praise God. So, for us, the other thing John did as an influencer is that he was directing everything he has to what? To Christ. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away what? The sins of the world. Praise God. What was John's activities? We've talked about John as a burning. We've talked to John as shining. We've also talked to John as influencer. As he was able to influence the high and the low. Is he not? He was able to influence the king. He was able to, Jesus was able to cite him. For us in the academy, citation is critical. Jesus cited him. So it's very, very important. Activities. Today we are going to have word evangelism. It's part of the activities of John. So as John, you will be in the world today. Praise God. Say as John, I will be in the world today. Praise God. Can somebody get us Matthew chapter 3? Chapter Matthew chapter 3. Read verse 2, verse 7, and verse 10. Matthew. Matthew chapter... 3, verse 2. And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Good. Still standing, honorable. I will keep you standing for some time. He said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is what? At hand. So we direct everything to God. Tell people to repent that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Somebody was giving a testimony that he was there when these unknown people were shooting at Gariki. That they just stand beside where she was 
and was shooting. That inside the bus there, uh, the guns and the bullets were going. People were confessing their sins. No, it's the, it's the way to, to cuisine not true. People were doing what? Confessing their sin. Do you want to hear the gospel today? Or do you want the unknown to tell you to confess your sins? Very critical. Because these things are practical issues. Direct people to what? To Christ. Repent for the kingdom of God is what? At hand. Verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Praise God. There was no missing word. At that he told them what? You brood of what? Vipers. Occasionally, when we stay Is it not true? In this preaching of the gospel, you brood of what? Vipers. Those gospel, I don't think, I, don't, I haven't seen anybody on the pulpit addressing somebody that way. In spite of these hard knocks, why do people continue visiting this man? So as John, are you ready to do so? Verse 10. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Verse 12. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat unto the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Praise God. Very critical. One, he was saying, the ass is already red on the root of the trees. If you don't repent, and then he talked about the realities of hell. There are some people who are still agreeing that this hell does not exist. The chaff will be born. I don't want to go there, my brother. The description is what? When you are told to pluck out your eyes, it's better to go to he- heaven with one eye than to go to hell with your two eyes. I don't want to go there, my brother, my sister. Honestly, that's what I dread. I won't be there. Say you won't be there. We struggle not to be there because it will be so shameful. I saw Hey, Even the devil and his agents as a quick call is to give no wow, quagin no eba. O quagin no eba. You see, these things are very critical. So when you imagine these things, you shine as light to the world and move away from whatever the realities of hell. Let's look at Matthew chapter 14, verse 4 and 5. John was giving a hard knock. There's nothing like pretending, there's nothing like sweeting tongue. Who has John chapter, I mean Matthew chapter 14, verse 4 and 5? Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14, 4 and 5. Because John had said to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. Well, I had a friend. He said he was in Abuja during these uh, delegation, delegates' elections. He was in the hotel. And there were so many little, little girls that were around there. I nearly told him, did you tell any of them it is not lawful for you to have her? I don't know whether he will have returned. John was that critical. Wherever we are, this immorality goes on. In the universities where we are, have we ever told anybody it is not lawful for you to have her? We are all afraid. So the nearest thing I have heard from one professor who is a Christian was two professors were coming. We traveled outside this country. Two professors were coming out from a, from a hotel. He just told them, look, your eyes are full of adultery. Your eyes. I won't tell you. I'm telling you. See, your eyes are full of adultery. That was the nearest I've ever had. The professor of a Christian. But he was able to tell the other professors, your eyes are full of adultery. 
ask John, are you ready to do so? So these are John's activities. So as John, are we ready to shine? These things go on and go on and go on among us. But we don't talk. We don't shine. We are afraid. And remember that we are going to be in heaven with this man. Is it not true? And we are going to receive a crown. Our tears will be. Sometimes I wonder, one day I thought, supposing Paul, St. Paul and John the Baptist is in this enugu. Do you think this thing, if I remember, I didn't remember, is it not true? In the real sense of it, we are joking here. Including myself. The word made John great. So, you should not be wavering in your principles and conversation. You must have a shaken resolution to continue shining. Neither cutting the smiles of people, nor fearing their anger. That's the only way you can move on in this shining. Sometimes we look at people's, one of the greatest ways to survive in this life is to forget public opinion. Live your life. Live your life. Forget public opinion and live your life. Live in the principles of the gospel and forget public opinions. What made John great? What made John great was his sacrificial life, made him unique, his dressing, and then his devotion to Christ, and then consistent Christian life. The sole purpose of life for John the Baptist was to do what? To elevate Christ and direct people. See the Lamb of God, who does who takes away the sins of the world? Praise God. Finally, as we close, there is something that is called beloved sin. Let me give you an example of it. Somebody was, somebody was attending a follow-up group and he was told that collecting money on the road is a sin. The next follow-up class, it was waited for him hours. He stopped attending. You know why? He had what we call a beloved sin. Praise God. Something that is called beloved sin is those sins that you have continued to live with. And they have made it in such a way that it has now become part and parcel of your life. That you will not do anything without you have really thrown it away in your life. So you, your conscience has been sealed with hot iron. Let's look at the sin. I'll show you some examples and then we'll come down to those beloved sins that way. That's actually when you start having problems with people. When you want to shine. Once you hit what we call their beloved sin, then you have a problem. You have a problem with that particular individual. John did it to Herod. If you look at Mark chapter 6, verse 18 to 20, if you have it, you read. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and, and holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things, and heard him gladly. Praise God. If you read that, John has been continuously talking to Herod. The man was a fornicator and was living with his brother's wife. But he was being told regularly, it is not lawful for you to do what? To have her. And I agree with my granting. I ended up killing John, beheading John the Baptist. You are both of them now. That you are beheaded is a question of time. Sometimes I now looked at myself when I'm confronted with a problem. I'm in my late 50s. And gradually, I now ask myself, how old do you think is remaining? If you have to 50, just multiply your 
years by two. So sometimes when we really try to live this life, looking after ourselves, we didn't really count our days, what is remaining. If I'm going to really stretch it so much that I'll enter into my 90s, to be 30 something years, is it not true? You understand that it is very critical that you don't, you really count your days and note it. And how many people will be up to 90 something years today? So even though John was beheaded, Herod eventually died, John died. It's a question of time. You can't live here forever. You have to think deeply about it when you want to take certain decisions concerning your life. Praise God. King was his friend. So are you sometimes afraid of wounding or hurting your friend through words of exhortation on beloved sin? Like if you see somebody watching pornography, porn, it's a beloved sin of so many people. Everything props up in your computer and props up in your You watch it. It's a beloved sin. Are you ready to not to not to click on it again. Counting can be a beloved sin. John the Baptist is telling you today it is not lawful for you to watch it. It's not lawful. If you do so, you go to hell. The second thing that is actually shining there is that maybe just in a maybe immoral life. There's a song I learned in the scripture here for those if all we are easy. If all we are bright, where will the cross be? Where will the fight? But in the hard place, God gives to me chances of proving what He can do. If all we are easy, if all we are bright, we are would the cross be, we are would the fight, but in this hard place, God gives to me chances of Beloved sin is what we are going to find out in Luke chapter 3, verse 13. We find it, you read, which John addressed. Luke chapter 3, verse 13. And he said to them, Collect no more, collect no more than what is appointed for you. Likewise, the soldiers asked him, saying, And what shall we do? So he said to them, Do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages. I had the unpleasant experience of meeting tax collectors and revenue clerks in these states. I wonder if John was working in internal revenue here. It's an unpleasant. John told them that, look, do not collect more than what is worth. Required. Is it not true? And imagine John working as internal revenue. John was addressing beloved sin. Because somebody may finish collecting that and still feels that he's going to go to heaven. Is it not true? It's an unpleasant experience. So they call him brothers, and some of them even laughed and told me, look, don't you think that those people are still like in the Bible days? You don't know what to do. But we're all in this place. If you had that experience, you'll understand that the preaching of John is still relevant today. Is it not true? Very relevant, that we really don't know what is to do. Then how about the soldiers? Extorting money. Do they still extort money? Do they still accuse people falsely? It, is, it has not changed. 
when I was reading a book by T.L. Osborne, he said that does this sin remain? What actually changes is the human beings that commit them? Sin remains. The thing that changes is what? The human beings that commit them. These people who committed these soldiers said they were. Where are they now? They are dead. But are those people still doing the same today? They are. Sin remains the same. If you want to participate in the people who commit them and die, we go ahead. But if not, God is telling us today, as John, let us be a burning and a shining world. Another one is, for us who are professors, do we take money or demand sex from students? Do we do plagiarism? Do you copy people's papers? They are for civil servants. Do you falsify your age? Or do you write the correct time? These are, if you falsify your age, the thing remains there. Throughout, even if I say going to work, you know that you're supposed to have retired. That is John the Baptist. As John, a burning and what? Shining light. I just hope they won't cut off my neck. For lawyers, it's the same thing. Housing agents, these are beloved sins. Somebody was looking for a house. He moved from one, I say as he moved from one point to the other, the agents continue to multiply. And the money continue to do what? To change. Approval for breeding. <laughs> I've tried these things in the, No, it's true. That's what John would have done here. Is it not true? That's what we call beloved sin. These things you continue committing without even knowing it is a sin. Beloved sin. Short, I tried as much as possible. And it took 10 years for me to get approval. 10 years in this place. 10 good years. I fought and fought and fought. So that they said the person told me to give him money. So okay, I can. But what you rather receive from Professor H.U.S.A.G. Being proceed from corruption. Being what? Proceeds from corruption. And I know what to, So that whatever we are doing will become obvious. Being what? Proceeds from corruption. Approval for business premises. These are where all of us need to look into. On those things that concern us as Christians. That you need to bribe to obtain housing buildings. We still time. We legally acquire computer programs. We falsify our income tax. We tell people what they want to hear. And we selectively obey the laws. John is telling us today that these things have, has to do what has to stop. It is important that all of us, including myself, to shine in this dark world. Sometimes when I go home, Every day, I now evaluate my life. It's very difficult to move along this, this, this hard life. It's a hard place. That's why I remember that song. Anywhere you encounter, people are trying to make you to sin. Is it not true? They twist you. They do everything. It's a war front on a daily basis. It's unless you seal your conscience with a hot iron, you can't move on. You can't move on. Even if you go and pay direct, direct payment into the bank, when you go to want to obtain a receipt, you still have a problem. Nobody wants to talk about this beloved sin that is existing. That's what John is talking about. He named the tax collectors, sinners, all these things. Nobody raises such a thing in the time. Then the time will go to work and the time will come back. The private times we have. Do we really need to shine at John the Baptist? Do we need to do so? We cannot do these things on our own. It's only God will help us to do so. Praise God. Finally, how did I become a Christian? A young man who entered the University of Nigeria in 1983. Gospel was preached the same way I preached. And I now realize that it is that I'm a sinner. And the croaker was called in the place. If you have ever been to the University of Nigeria, there's a place called the Boref. That was where God was able to meet me. And God is able to meet you today in the same way. If you're able to yield your life. Don't think that these things we've mentioned about that you can just go home. 
Dorset and able to use your muscle to do so. You can't. You need continuous prayers, continuous shining. But what of, most of us that are working in these environments, we need really to shine as light. There was a time I was traveling with my wife, Tawaka, and we just passed the light. A group of people rounded us up and told us that, look, we broke the traffic lights. I know fully well I didn't. It was one of them who insisted that these people didn't break the traffic lights, that they should let them go. As soon as he said that, he gave the rest. Is it not true? And then I drove out. And I told myself, that boy, that man must have shined. Is it not true? Shining is not easy. Maybe with your colleagues in the office. Maybe with your boss in the office. Maybe with on the road. It's a difficult thing. I know that this is a hard place. I have tried as myself. When I was a dean, people have made an attempt to bribe me. And it is natural. Is it not true? When you are sitting on admission for, of students, of medical students, you know what it means. That was the first time I lost sleep. When you are sitting on admission, very difficult. They pursue you everywhere with money. So there was one came, and then at a various stage, he met, at a stage he told me, Kedukinege, Boyankete. I didn't talk to him for any reason. Another one is there in such a way that woman carried money into the office. I looked at it. When the man left, and I, my mind now to, why did you even look at it, even though you refused it? That from today onwards, even the transport money and the fuel money from this office, you should not take it. And I did it. Why did you see it? Why did you do like this? Why did you even look there? So this is not easy. You understand? But you have to make up your mind and look that in this hard place, in this hard place, where God has given you, not a soft landing, this is a hard place where God has given you, there are chances of God proving something for your life. When you fail a test, God does not move you on. Obrego, obro comfort. God in his own infinite mercy shall help us. We are going to pray for you. If you want to give your life to Christ, just put your hand on your chest. Because we won't pray for God to help us to avoid this beloved sin. Because we cannot go ahead and move on unless by God's power. I myself, a preacher, cannot move on again in life unless God helps me. The essence of the gospel is for us to change from today. Forget those things you have done in the past. Jesus has died for you. You shouldn't bring up, don't think of guilt, don't feel guilt. If you feel so guilty, it will weigh you down and you can't move on. Forgetting those things that are past, moving forward. Shining and burning lights. Shining and burning lights. John was one. Father, help us, even as you have heard, to not only burn just where we are, but to shine out in Jesus' name. Father, help us not only to hold our convictions of light, but to also beam forth and let others see the lights, their lives, their tongues, and our places of work be changed, and our nation be upturned for you, and men will give glory to you in the name of Jesus. Father, help us that we'll be not just hearers, activate us to stay up the lights that we have contacted through Jesus. John bore witness to that light. Cause us each one to have the names recorded in the annals of heaven that we also bearing witness 
to the same light and radiating it around in Jesus' name. For every man, woman, young, child who burns and shines for the light, may our light shine brighter and brighter with each passing day in the name of Jesus. May our communion and our relationship with you that keeps the light constantly alight and shining be deeper and more each day in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, that men will feel the impact of the light where we are and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Shine.